This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we even started last week. And that was keeping our mind stayed on the Lord. And when we keep our mind stayed on the Lord, God will keep us in perfect peace and we will continue to trust in the Lord. Now we based everything on the scriptures, Isaiah 26 verses 3 and 4, which read as follows. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord God is everlasting strength. Along with that, with those verses, we looked at Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2 which says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you pass through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. Yesterday and the day before, we were speaking about a biblical example of how we should keep our mind stayed on you regardless of the external situation. And of course, we were looking at uh, Exodus chapter 14, the incredible event of crossing the Red Sea in a very precarious situation with the Egyptian army behind them, with the Red Sea in front of the children of Israel and with mountains on each side. And in a very typical way, which is so often what we do, the people responded in a very fleshly way. In fact, when we read verses 11 and 12 in verse 14 in Exodus, listen to what the people said to Moses. Is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us in this way, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we spoke to you in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. You see how fleshly they were, Junie. And yet, we'll see what happened after that. I think the important thing to see here, Shelley, is they blamed Moses when really if they had their minds stayed on the Lord, they would have remembered that it was the Lord who delivered them out of Egypt. And it was the Lord that they would have cried out to to trust. So if we put our trust in man, we're going to always find a fault. But if we recognize the Lord and put our trust in the Lord, we will be in perfect peace. And that's exactly what happened, Junie, because uh, as we spoke yesterday, it says in verse 13 of Exodus 14, But Moses said to the people, Do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see them again forever. 
So God, so Moses rather brought the people's minds back onto the Lord. And Moses continued to say, the Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. And as for you, lift up your staff or your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the sons of Israel shall go through the midst of the sea on dry land. Junie, we know the rest of the story. That was the complete deliverance out of Egypt. And it set the people apart to become the nation that God was going to deal with. And I think, Shelley, as the people were set free, we need to see that God spoke and said that he would get glory out of hardening Pharaoh's heart. And the glory that the Lord received using Israel as a light to the nations was that the Egyptian army was drowned in the Red Sea. So all the earth heard this testimony of the people of Israel, that the sea opened Hallelujah. up for them. Yes, Lord. They crossed over, and all the enemies were buried in the sea, that the God of Israel was the living God. And it was a testimony to all the world to fear and to revere the Holy One of Israel. I tell you, Junie, while you were talking, I really saw something to make it a very personal thing, that if we keep our minds stayed on the Lord, if our trust is in Him and not in ourselves or in, or in the arm of flesh of anyone, and we are enjoying because the Lord has given us and kept us in perfect peace, I believe that we will be set free beyond what we ever imagined. And the enemies will be crushed behind us, just as this example we saw in Exodus 14. So and the enemies, Shelley, sometimes are the enemies of our own soul. That's right, really. We can find ourselves in addictions or uh, in a situation in a family um, that's troubled or in a country that's troubled. That's right, amen. So the situation might not change, but God can change us in the midst amen. of the situation. Amen, and most times we have to wait and stand still or stand firm until we go forward by doing anything that we choose, but rather wait for the Lord to lead us forward. Hallelujah. And then we really will, Shelley, be his witnesses. Amen. Amen. Well, let's move on and let's take another situation that the people of Israel faced. They were in the wilderness and had to cross the Red Sea, but before coming into the land of Canaan, they also had to pass through the Jordan River. And we find this example in the book of Joshua, Chapter 3, please, if you have your Bibles, read with us. We're going to start at verse 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and he he, um, said, All the sons of Israel out from the Shittim and came to the Jordan, and they lodged there before they crossed. At the end of three days, the officers were through the midst of the camp, And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God with the Levitical priests carrying it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. However, there shall be between you and it a distance of 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you should go, For you have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow 
the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over ahead of the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of the people. Now the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that you may know that just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. You shall, moreover, command the priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you come to the edge of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still Amen. in the Jordan. Continuing on in verse 9, Then Joshua said to the sons of Israel, Come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will assuredly dispossess from before you the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Hivite, the Perizzite, the Girgashite, the Amorite, and the Jebusite. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over ahead of you into the Jordan. Now then, take for yourselves twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one man for each tribe. And it shall come about when the soles of the feet of the priests who carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, and the waters which are flowing down from above shall stand in one heap. So it came about when the people set out from their tents to cross the Jordan with the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And when those who carried the Ark came into the Jordan, and the feet of the priests carrying the Ark were dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks all the days of harvest, that the waters which were flowing down from above stood and rose up in one heap a great distance away at Adam, the city that is beside Zeratan, and those which were flowing down toward the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off, so the people crossed opposite Jericho. And the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground, until all the nation had finished crossing the Jordan. Wow. Junie, another incredible story of God uh, taking care of his people, as he promised, as we read from Isaiah 43 too. And you know, I remember one of the first times when I read this portion of scripture, Junie, I said, what's the big deal? All the instructions to the priest were, dip your feet in the water of the Jordan, go to the edge. But then we saw when we looked at verse se uh, 7, that, it, I'm sorry, yes, when we look further on in the chapter, that we know that the waters in the Jordan came down from upstream. It was like, I can picture it like the rapids, perhaps at the Grand Canyon. And the priests were called to put their feet, their soles of their feet in the water, even though the water was overflowing its banks. But when they were obedient to the Lord, as they carried the Ark of the Covenant, the water stopped flowing down, it stayed up in a heap, and once again, the people were able to cross following the Ark of the Covenant and cross over into the land of Canaan. Again, what an incredible event in the history of our people. And it shows, Shelley, the faithfulness of the Lord because he told us that when we walk through the waters, they will not overflow That's right. us. And naturally speaking, the Jordan should have overflowed the people of Israel 
and they would have drowned in it. And, you know, so many times water is a picture of the Holy Spirit. So no matter what the circumstances of our life might be, that would normally and naturally speaking overtake us when we walk in the Spirit, when we keep our minds stayed on the Lord, when we don't believe what we see or hear or think or feel, but trust the Lord and trust His Word and trust His faithfulness, then the waters that we're in or the situation that we find ourselves in will not overtake us, but the Holy Spirit will give us peace. And to any listener who does not know Jesus as the Messiah, I encourage you to cry out to the Holy One of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and give him your heart and ask him to help you in the circumstances of your life because he can set you free. Amen. And June, let's not forget this before we close, that in verse 8, we saw the same words that we saw in the book of Exodus regarding the crossing of the Red Sea. The word was, stand still in the Jordan. So again, if you're facing a difficult situation, rather than jumping ahead of the Lord and doing what you think you should do, stand still, wait on the Lord, and you shall see his intervention. And you will find that your mind will be, again, stayed on the Lord, you'll come into a place of perfect peace, and your trust will be in the Lord and not in flesh. Thank you, Lord, for another biblical example of keeping our mind stayed on you, that we might live in peace all the days of our life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyandJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.